Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whatever the case may be, and welcome to another episode, the next installment of Way Offsides. That's Way Offsides with four A's. We're happy to have you. We got a ton to talk about. I got Chris with me tonight, and Chris, we're less than 30 days away from college football, man. Um, 20, 24 days, maybe? Yeah, man, we are on the cusp of kickoff. NFL preseason's already started. It's it's almost the tenth of August as we're recording this, which is nuts. Uh, so obviously the month's going to fly by, but we got a lot of stuff to talk about, man. Fall practices, um, hearing some really good stuff out of Tuscaloosa that we're going to get into, and then we got our first poll, man. We got our first preseason poll, so there's a lot to get into, uh, a lot. Uh, but before we get there, as always, you guys, um, like, share comment share again share a third time and maybe a fourth time definitely a fourth time uh anywhere facebook uh instagram twitter uh you can find us me chris and bill all on on twitter at way off sides i'm way off sides cotton you got way off sides chris way off sides bill you can find us all there um chris i i owe you an apology man i was going through some things had a couple crazy uh days at work and uh, i just I couldn't make last week work. I uh, ended up with a migraine and was out for a couple of days. So uh, I apologize to you and everybody else. Oh, it's definitely okay. We we found your replacement. So oh really? Oh yeah. Where's he? Where's he today? He I don't know where he is today. I think he I think he's with Bill. Okay, I got it. For for those who for those of you who like Bill, which is probably not many of you, uh, just kidding, Bill. It's Bill's anniversary, so happy birthday to him and his wife um great people fantastic people and so uh happy for them uh he's out celebrating um with their dogs i'm sure so uh anyway <laughs> so let's get started man we, we kind of have an agenda but i'm gonna bounce around a little bit uh first thing i want to talk about right off the bat we got our first preseason coaches poll man the yeah, very first one and you know and and i kind of i kind of thought it was going to be go this way really i thought top three or four and then everything after that you could have honestly i think you could have shook them up in a blender and and it doesn't matter where they land at i i agree with you except there are a couple of surprises uh the first one being michigan at number two for me um that one caught me off guard i really thought ohio state would be the number two team in the country i thought bama would start off uh probably six or seven i i expected bama in the top five, really, I expected them at number four. Um, okay. You know, with Michigan, you you know, man, people love Michigan. They love Harbaugh. But what really surprised me is Michigan didn't get the first first place vote. Uh, that's telling. Uh, did Ohio? Do you know if Ohio State got a first place vote? Standing is now. Now don't don't hold me to this because you know. On me on the days we we plan to record it's it's a whirlwind and I just throw together what I can and I don't know if it's fact or fiction, um, but I believe Ohio State only received one first place vote. I think Ohio State would be in better position to be a number two or a number one uh, than Michigan. Obviously, I, I wouldn't put them over Georgia. I may put them over Alabama, but uh, definitely over Michigan. And so that that one caught me off guard. And then um, I've been saying it all off season, and I've caught some uh, some heck from some of our friends, uh, Riles, who was on our first show. Uh, LSU, man, uh, LSU coming in strong at number five preseason, and, and I think LSU is going to probably live up to that ranking. Um, well, I, go ahead. But I, I believe uh, I believe Kelly's got them where they need to be. I, I believe LSU will be back to prominence. In the next three seasons, um, I, to be honest, I, I think he will win a national championship within the next five years. There, if I, he, I agree, man. We talked about that in the first episode, and I agree he, with you. You, you know, you know the coaching carousel how it is every year. It's at the at the end of the day, most of it's all about the bigger program and money. That's true. That's true. Kelly's going to end up at Alabama one day, uh, replacing Nick Saban. I don't believe that. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, don't. Uh, you. 
don't you put that on us, Ricky Bobby. It's gonna be it's gonna be Dion, man. It's definitely gonna be Dion. Man, but I, uh I don't know. I, I'd I'd like to see it, but I'm I'm still stuck. I, I think I, th- I think our boy from Texas is gonna come back and take the reins. Oh, the Sark show. Let's see it. I'm I'd I'd be okay with that. Speaking of Texas, um Texas is ranked a little bit lower than I thought they would be. Um I get it, it's a preseason poll. None of this really matters. Um but Texas came in at number 12 in the coaches' poll, um, and they're uh, directly behind Washington, right in front of Notre Dame, who is way too high on this list, I think. Um, but rounding out the top 10, you have the um, fourth SEC team in, in there, and that's Tennessee, who I think is probably underranked. Um, I think Tennessee is probably a top seven, maybe even a top five team this year. Um, I know they've got some questions at quarterback, but so does Georgia. So does Alabama. Um, and I, I think in terms of talent, this kid they've got coming in to replace Hendon Hooker, uh, Joe Milton, he, he's probably the most talented quarterback in the SEC this year. I tell you what, if this kid, man, if this, that kid can, if he can perform in a game, he does in these practice videos. and uh, it's, videos, it's, Yeah, it's game over. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's. Tennessee, Tennessee's undefeated. Yep, they're going to win a championship, and uh, he's probably going to win the Heisman. But that remains to be seen. You know, to be seen. Um, we've seen it with guys like Anthony Richardson. Raw strength and ability doesn't always equal success on the field. It never does. You know, and that, that kind of stinks. But we'll see how he progresses. He's he's got a great head coach. Um, they did fantastic things with Hendon Hooker, who I think should have won the Heisman last year. It's just my personal opinion. But, um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, three SEC teams in the top five. So, the SEC is well represented. Of course, Georgia's sitting on top, and they'll be there until somebody dethrones them, and deservedly so. Uh, You got Bama at three, LSU at five. Now, rounding out the rest of the top 25, there's there's not uh, a lot of SEC teams in there. Actually, I think outside of Tennessee, there's only two. Chris, would you like to guess who they are? The only two that I, I could really – and, you know, I, I haven't looked past top, the top ten, but I'm going to guess, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to guess that one of them would be Texas A&M and the other would be mm, Ole Miss. That's a good guess. That's a that's a solid guess. So, uh, sitting right at 25, you've got Texas A&M, which is kind of expected. You know, they had that mass exodus of recruits. I, I honestly, uh, I don't think they're going to finish the season in the top 25. No, but surprisingly, you have Ole Miss sitting there at 22, um, which is interesting because I think if you pay attention to what Lane Kiffin did in the transfer portal, you could make an argument that they could be a little bit higher. Yeah. I think I think Ole Miss is going to make a little bit of noise in the West this year. I think they'll either beat LSU or Alabama, one of the two, not both, um, preferably LSU. Um, I, and we'll get into this a little bit later, but I really think that if uh, if Alabama's quarterback situation works itself out, um, this team's might go undefeated this year. But um, yeah, I, I, I just thought that was that was kind of interesting to see Ole Miss sitting there at twenty two, um, really quiet after that. That I think Kiffin and, and company finished with the top JUCO recruiting class they as did. well as the as the top uh, transfer portal recruiting class. So he's got some talent there in Oxford. Um, and we know, you know, from experience with Kiffin as an offensive coordinator, if he's got the pieces, he can do some damage to some folks. He can. He definitely yeah. can. Yeah. The guy's a wizard, man. He's, I mean, he's funny. <laughs> he's hilarious. Uh, I, I don't think I'll ever forget the infamous popcorn game. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> hold on to your popcorn. <laughs> What, what, what did he say? He said, get your popcorn ready. Yeah, get your popcorn ready, and then gets beat like 55 to 10. We may have talked about it last week, or I don't know if it was a week before, and then he, he, he walked up to one of the assistant coaches and said, we really got to do something, because I just said something stupid. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, got completely slaughtered and run off the field. Uh, but I love the man. I mean, it's hilarious. I, you know, he knows. He knows what he's doing. Uh, if you follow Lane Kiffin on social media uh if you don't you should you're you're missing out uh the guy is always uh poking fun in a in a loving way at uh nick saban and it's it's great because the two personalities are so different um and you could tell uh, i mean 
Uh, although their relationship seemingly ended on bad terms in Tuscaloosa, they're you know they they still have love and respect for each really other on bad terms. Say it again. Did did it really end on bad terms? Maybe. Uh, I mean, maybe people in the media and people like us just assumed it did, and everybody just listened. I mean, he 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 could have got left at the airport. He could have. Yeah, he could have. He could have. He could have. But he didn't. Uh, you know, and he got a decent job. Ole Miss isn't a bad job. There's not a lot of uh, expectation. Uh, and you know, he can go over there and he can, he can make, uh, make some noise pretty quickly if he goes over there and beats, you know, uh, Mississippi state, which they, they typically do, or, or, you know, he beats an LSU or an Alabama, um, which I, again, I think he's going to do this year. I think it's going to be LSU. Well, but, uh, next year, we'll next year for guys like Giffen and it's, it's, it's going to be a different, it's going to be different. What's the word I'm looking for? It's going to be a different uh, story. Story because you're you're doing away with the East and West division. So, yeah, yeah, it will be kind of interesting uh, moving forward. Which we need to talk about that soon. We, I'm, I'm not prepared to talk about it today, but yeah, um, there's been some crazy movement that's going on, uh, especially with you know USC and UCLA, and um, I mean uh, the pac 12s all but dead at this point. Um, just, just some interesting stuff happening across the landscape of college football. It's really starting. It's really starting to turn into an NFL format, I think. That's it. Um, but let's uh, let's stick on this poll for a minute. We've talked about all these SEC teams. Um, you know, there are some other surprises outside of the SEC here. Um, I see uh, Penn State at number seven, and then FSU at number eight, which is interesting because sitting right behind them, you have Clemson at number nine, and we haven't heard anything out of little old Clemson. Well, you know they're they're gonna make sure little old Clemson is in the top ten. Yeah, because Dabo, man, you gotta you gotta yeah. keep Dabo happy so he doesn't relapse back onto the codeine, right? Yeah, man, that was that was a sad day. A sad day, very sad day. But uh, I, I I don't know. I just find that interesting because I've I, I, and everybody everybody not everybody most people disagree with me, but I, I've been watching FSU. Um, since the fall of the program, you know, after the Bowden years, um, after they played, uh, you know, Jameis Winston, play, after they, they beat Auburn in the, in the national BCS championship game, um, you know, FSU has been slowly working their way back up the ladder. Oh, yeah. uh, they're kind of doing what Tennessee – they're very reminiscent. They're the ACC's version of Tennessee right now. Um, I, I think they've been working their way back up the ladder to get back up to that blue blood standard because FSU is one of those – traditional powerhouse schools whether you like them or not i'm sure uh any of the gator fans listening are, are cussing my name right now but F- fsu has a, a long history in college football um terrible campus tallahassee's awful but, uh, uh, you can't that campus right yeah yeah i rode through there a couple of weeks ago um was that was visiting orange beach and on the way back through we stopped yep. off on i-10 and checked it out and it was uh Man, it was rough over there, but uh, yeah, got to see uh, Walker Stadium, and um, you know it's nice. It, it is actually a nice campus. Outside of campus is yeah. is kind of sketchy, but you could probably say that for a lot of big schools. But FSU is a is a powerhouse school, and, and I'm really interested to see what they do this year because um, the ACC is the conference that I'm counting on that's not going to put a team in the playoffs. Right. Um, and so I, I really think you're going to get two SEC teams this year. You're going to get your West winner and your East winner. I, if you're a betting person, the, the numbers are on Alabama and Georgia uh, making the playoff. Georgia's a, pretty much a shoe in. Um, if Bama can navigate Auburn, uh, and Tennessee, and uh, LSU, they'll they'll be in. Um, but yeah, I just I, I so it's interesting that FSU and Clemson are so high. I don't think they're going to finish there. I, FSU, I mean, what they had a ten-win season last year, am I right? Yeah, yeah, I think they did. They beat Florida at the end of the game, at the end of the season, mm-hmm. um, which you know isn't some big deal, but uh, for them it is. Uh, not not for anybody else. I think I think one of the the big things why why you got the coaches picking these picks, picking FSU and putting them where they did. I mean, you got to think Mike Norvell. Well, let me say this first. Jordan Travis was a good quarterback last year. I, I agree. He and, was, uh, and I believe with the experience last year and the talent that 
Norvell has put around him this year, mm-hmm. he he may take that step from good to elite. I I don't disagree with you, and 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 I think that um, starting the season, this is going to be until somebody else emerges. Let me let me put that caveat there. Uh, let's put that asterisk to what I'm about to say. I think FSU is going to have the best quarterback running back duo in the country uh, when when the season starts. Um, I don't think it's going to end that way. Um, you've got some guys that have loaded running back stables, uh, Alabama being probably the most talented one in the country this year. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I want to go out on a limb, and uh, I'm going to put this out there, and you guys can hold it – hold, you know um, – over there on on jocks, they do the little stake bets, and uh, yeah. I think I think we're all too poor to do stake bets. So um, we'll just do just regular bets, and we'll make fun of each other. Um, but I'm I'm gonna make a, a a prediction here that there won't be an ACC team that finishes in the top ten. Okay, now you know what I'll take that bet, and I, I know I know we picked we we picked on CFP. Way too early prediction. We we mm. too early because we don't know what's going to happen. But yeah. I will say this: I, I'm going to say this. Just I just glanced over FSU schedule. Yeah. I I truly if LSU if if LSU Ohio State or Michigan or someone like that. I believe if they drop one game, you may see FSU in the playoffs. Well, I mean that's that's going to happen, uh, you know, statistically speaking. But I don't know, man. I just the ACC has this weird way of just gutting each other, and it's not because they're all so good they beat each other. You know, <laughs> it's competitive. They just played. I mean, Clemson is constantly losing to Syracuse, which makes absolutely no sense. Uh, but you know that's like the thorn in their side. Syracuse always plays them close. Uh, they beat them at least once. I think they beat them a couple of times. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you know FSU, they're always so hyped up. At least for the past ten years, they've been so hyped up, and then they go into the season and just lay up. Well, you, well, you, do, you do know who FSU opens with, right? No, I, I do, but I, I can't LSU. Remember. LSU. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's very. They're 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 playing. If I'm not mistaken, it's it's not a neutral site game. They are playing in Tallahassee. Interesting. Um, I would say that that would be a problem for LSU, but being the fact that Baton Rouge finds itself on the same uh, uh, latitude line, I don't. I, don't. I, mean, I mean, looking looking at the schedule, there's only two real tests for Florida State this year, mm-hmm. and that's LSU and Clemson. And I I will pick Florida State over Clemson. Now what about what about Miami or Florida? What about Miami or Florida? You don't think either one of those teams are are, are in a position to beat FSU this season? I do not believe they are. Not not from what I've seen, not from what I've seen through spring practices and up till now. No, I do not. Okay, I, I, okay. all right. We'll see. Uh, we'll find out about Florida pretty quick because they they've got Utah. Um, and they're playing Utah at Utah. If you want to, if you want to make a bet, I'll I'll bet you a bottle of scotch that says Florida or Miami will not beat FSU. Uh, no, I don't want to take that bet. That's a bad bet because you're probably <laughs> right. <laughs> you called me out on air, man. You called my bluff. <laughs> I do it every time. Uh, I appreciate it. You got to keep keep us honest. We got to stay credible for people that, that are listening. Right? That's it, because because Lord knows we're I don't we're not very credible right now. No, no, but we'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, look, man. You know, we're not experts, um, but honestly, most of the people that are analyzing these games and these players at ESPN aren't either. I'm talking to you, Mister Paul Feinbaum, because yeah, baby. Uh, yeah, I mean, Feinbaum's never played a snap of football in his life. Everybody, yeah, Bayless. Do what? Say that again. Speaking of Skip Bayless, okay. Did, did you see um, the news? Uh, who he's he's going to have on his show as a regular? No, Little Wayne. <sighs> let, 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 I, this, if I'm not mistaken, this is what I. And and you know, anytime I see Skip Bayless's name, I just kind of yeah. skip over it. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I, yeah, I do too. It's, I mean, I do too. He's up there with the Joel Klatz of the world, and oh, that's a. I mean, what could go wrong? It's Lil Wayne, right? Yeah. Speaking of codeine addictions, uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> it, it, it's it's like he said, "What's in my cup is in my cup." What's in my cup is in my cup. Ain't none of our business. Uh, we uh, we we wish you well, little Wayne. Uh, we 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 hope that you do amazing things, and we cannot wait for your superb analysis of all things sports. Um, because know, I, I, I've watched many, many, many interviews, little Wayne, and he is a very intelligent person. Uh, I agree, but the way he comes across, uh, it actually reminds me a lot. You remember a few years ago um, during the ESPN Saturday night game, um, they had Eminem come into the pro- into the press box with uh, Kirk Herbstreit yes. and Nestler, and it was so weird and off-putting. L- Little Wayne kind of gives me that vibe, too, when he interviews, and I, I just don't know how that would go over. Um, and maybe that's what they're going for. I, I, I don't know. Um, but that's I mean, man, you know, it's, it's they're looking for ratings there. That's 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 all it is. That's all ESPN and FS1, and it's all about ratings. But if they're wanting to look for ratings, man, go get look. Uh, in terms of hip hop music, I have all the respect in the world for, for Lil Wayne and, and what he did. I remember him back there with Cash Money Millionaires, all that stuff, but. Not a lot of people who, if you're trying to bring in consumers, um, people don't listen to Lil Wayne as much as they they they, they used to. They listen to what's his name, Travis Scott, or and little little Uzi Vert. Yeah, whoever that is. And so, uh, yeah, I, I I bet you what kids know. I'm sure they do. Uh, it's an odd choice. Is is the point I'm trying to make? Um, you know, I, I, and it's funny because. Uh, I sat in and listened to uh, a sales call, or excuse me, not a sales call, a uh, earnings call earlier, a quarter three earnings call um, from the Walt Disney Company today. Yeah. Um, and one of the big things that they're pushing, their CEO, Bob Iger, was talking about was pushing uh, <clears throat> streaming, uh, but he's specifically talking about ESPN. Uh, if you don't know, Disney owns ESPN. Uh, and they are now, they've gone into partnership with Penn uh, to take over that site and Disney's pretty much going opening a, a legal gambling app uh, for, for sports. Um, you know, so they're, they're trying these other markets that they, they don't already have their, their hands in. And so if you're going to make decisions like that, um, that's the only, that's the only thing I could think of that could justify bringing in a little Wayne is, is you're just trying to open yourself up to another market. The problem is, is the people that still listen to little Wayne, they already watch, ESPN or or sports or they don't care. That's right. You know, and so <laughs> it's not. I don't. I don't know how that's going to attract any any uh, attract viewership, but <clears throat> we'll see. Maybe they're doing it for the memes, for the internet content. Well, I don't know. So, I don't know. So, you know, you know, we we totally got completely sidetracked here. We did, but it's Lil Wayne, man. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, it's Lil Wayne. <laughs> um, so, um, man, so you know, something just popped in my head. What's that? That we should, we should talk about. It has nothing to do with football. It's not on our agenda. Uh-oh. But uh, we need to talk about Montgomery. <laughs> Man, I don't, I don't I don't know I don't know if I'm ready for that. Well, I, you know, it's funny because uh, you know I I moved to Florida a couple of years ago. I've lived in Alabama my entire life, uh, except for when I was in the military uh, for a couple of years, but. Um, I lived in Alabama my entire life, live in Florida now. And of course, everybody knows I'm from Alabama. And so, um, a lot of people at work and stuff, Hey man, did you hear about this? Or, do you know where this is? And like, yeah, I know exactly where that is. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I saw the video. Um, I, I I'm not gonna, I don't want to condone violence or anything, but man, those people on the, on, on the boat had it coming. <laughs> that's, you know, that's, they, you you know and and I know I know we try to we do our best to stay away from politics and religion mm-hmm. here and not not know so much religion but yeah, uh, yeah I know you know 
I've read a lot of articles and seen a lot of a lot of media outlets, and and they try to play it as a they 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 tried to play the race card. Yeah, and at the end of the day, I I, I can see where certain mainstream media outlets would play that. But yeah, I, it happened in Alabama. It's got going to tell you this: if I'm there and I witness what happens, I'm gonna be that boat throwing hooks man yeah man yeah i'm the dude in the water swimming across that's 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 me (laughs) because i'm with them man i mean you know uh they they address the issue and they got attacked for it skin color aside man it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't a race thing it was a it was a morally right or wrong yeah yeah that was probably exacerbated by alcohol Uh, if we're being honest you know the the only person i feel bad about in the whole situation is the innocent chair that got used (laughs) the memes are uh the memes are cracking me up man about the chairs uh it's pretty good stuff uh there's a couple of facebook uh alabama meme pages that uh it's pretty good stuff they put the chair on the uh, alabama state flag um but Chris, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some homework after this, man. We okay. need to identify the guy that jumped in the water and swam across, and we need to get him on the show. Something we, tells me they they have uh I, I've been keeping up with it. I know they they hadn't identified him as far as what his name is. Yeah, but I have seen you know they have gave him all kind of names, man. They Aquaman, dude. Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah, dude. I, I'm telling you, there there is a 100 percent chance that that dude is a die hard. Harvey Updike type Alabama fan, and we need him on the show. Actually, he's probably an Auburn fan, being that close. But yeah, it could be. Yeah, we, we still. I, I'm willing to get him on and talk to him about what you happened. Know, one of one of, one of our guys. I mean, we one one of our guys right here on the show. He's right there in Lee County. We could we could get him to go find this guy. I don't know that he would, <laughs> but we could try. I'll ask him. Where Where is John? Seeing Seeing. Uh, is he in the sandbox this week, or where's he? No, at? he's he's back. And he's resting up. Um, uh, I don't want to go too much into detail right. about where he was or what he was doing, but yeah, John was overseas, uh, not not with the military, but doing some. Uh, we'll just say doing the Lord's work. How about that? But yeah, he he made it home safely. Um, so he's good. He's just resting up with his wife and kids, and I can't blame him after that trip. So definitely, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably next time he goes, I'm going to go with him. Um, I just didn't sit right with me, him going over there on his own. But, um, all right, man, let's get back to football. We we got way off topic. We've talked about yeah. Lil Wayne and the Riverfront fight. and uh, Yeah, man. <laughs> okay. All right, so coaches poll. Uh, I think we covered that pretty well. I don't I don't know that there's, there's I mean, any more. We, we know who the top four or five are. And like I said, I said, anybody after top four, you put them in a blender, shake them up, and that's, that's how the season's going to go. Let's do this. I'm going to put you on the spot here, and I'll give mine. Um, coaches poll aside, give me your top five preseason. My top – just the top five. This is, this has nothing to do with the with the end-of-the-year picks with CFP. No, nah, man. No. I'll be honest with you. I don't even remember who my four I picked. Yeah, I, I don't either. I think Bill yeah. takes show notes, but I don't know if Bill was on that show. He wasn't, and that's okay. We'll do it again and probably be wrong again. Yeah. That's fine, but I want to hear your top five right now. You, 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 Georgia, Georgia's got to be dethroned. I mean, that's we sure. do that. It's, if Bama would have won a Natty or Michigan would have won it last year, they'd be number one. So I'm going to say Georgia, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, LSU, Bama. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, I mean, I'm, um, based on Bama, based on Bama's body of work, I mean, what what do you want me to? You want me to put them at number three? I can. I'm- okay. All right. Well, so let me give you mine. So I, I too, I'm going to put Georgia at one, uh, two-time reigning national champion. You, you got to leave them there, right? That's good. Uh, I, I have Ohio State at number two. Okay. I have USC at number three. Ooh. Caleb Williams, man. I, I don't care what he painted on his fingernails. The guy's a good quarterback. Uh, and then um, – I have uh, LSU at four and Bama at five as well. Oh. So I don't disagree with you about Alabama. I think Alabama's got some some things to prove. But um, I don't know about you, man. Just just 
coming out of these practices and, and seeing some of the things that are being talked about, um, there's some promise there. And I know the big question mark is the quarterbacks. Uh, and we haven't been through this in a long time since the days of AJ McCarron and uh, what was his name? Philip Starr. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I didn't even think about Philip Starr until you just said his name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we haven't really had a, a, a legitimate quarterback battle since then. Right. Um, but, man, there's some promising stuff coming out of Tuscaloosa, coming out of fall camp. Um, I, you saw the video, I'm assuming. Um, I saw the video. Who else has seen the video? I'm sure you guys, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, there's a promotional video while Jalen Milrow uh, zipping footballs down the field and uh, uh, dinging the the uprights uh, square in the square in the center. I think he does it from like 20 yards, 30 yards, and then he does it from 50 yards. Those are absolute bomb. Um, I shared it on my Twitter, uh, so if you want to see it, go find me. Uh, it's way off sides, uh, Cotton. I'm over there, and uh, you'll you'll be able to find that video pretty easy. Um, a lot of people getting excited about that video, man, but I feel like it's for no reason. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel the same way. I mean, I mean, let's, let's be real. I mean, any, any pop Warner quarterback, 12, 13 years old. Yeah. Can stand and throw a football 30 yards and ring a garbage can. I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm 39 with, years with old. You no, put a garbage can in that end zone. I can hit it from 35, 40 yards. With, away. With, with, with no one else on the field any of us can do it exactly it's when you're scrambling for your life because your coverages are broken down your 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 protection's broken down and and and, and you've got your receivers that, that are totally broken <laughs> well hopefully that's not going to happen a lot this year i i think if if milro if milro ends up being the starter at alabama this year it, it's going to be a testament to tommy reese uh, and and how bad Bill O'Brien really was at Alabama last year. The only thing that worries me about Milrow is I don't know if he has the I don't, I don't know that he has the I don't know the word I'm looking for. I don't think he has the he will have the pocket presence that we need. No. I, I, no, I I know everybody love. Don't get me wrong, everybody. We all love Jalen Hurts and we love Tua, and and we love a quarterback that can run and scramble. But I want to see a quarterback that will stay in the pocket and zippers. Yeah, and, I I think. Sorry, I don't mean to step on your toes. I I think I think you're gonna get. What we what we've seen the last few years with Bryce. Uh, what was every Alabama fan yelling about during games when the live tweeting, Bryce needs to run the ball more. He needs to run more. Why is he not running? I think we're gonna get the flip side of that coin if Jalen Milrose is starters. I mean, he needs to, he doesn't need to run as much. He needs to stand in the pocket and make a throw. That's right. Now, uh, the difference is the offensive line um, because Bryce couldn't most of the time the last two seasons wasn't able to stand in the pocket long enough to read a uh, to to read his coverage or excuse me to read his routes right. and uh, select a receiver and and deliver the ball like you would traditionally do because the offensive line play was awful um, and not just to Alabama standards in general it just wasn't very good right. and uh, that was the biggest that was the biggest issue that nobody really talked about last year right. at Alabama um, you know we we weren't running the ball well we couldn't be dominant on the ground and it's because. Uh, the offensive line was terrible. We had a great defensive line. The offensive line was awful. Well, speaking um, of the offensive line, um, we we heard some things that we haven't heard in a long time. Uh, what what have. what did uh what what did uh Tyler Booker say about the so, offensive line? Yeah, yeah. So um, it, let's back it up just a second. So last, uh, well, two weeks ago at this point, I believe it was. Um, SEC Media Days took place, and Dallas Turner said that the expectation of Alabama this year is joyless murder ball. Right. Uh, which we all kind of expected that because Reese is more of a traditional guy. Um, That's right. But Booker pretty much came out and, and said what, we ex- what we've heard Nick Saban say uh, before, that if their expectation 
for the offense and for the offensive line is to continuously pound the ball down people's throat and make them quit. By the third quarter, he wants teams to sit there and go, oh, man, we still, we've still we got to do this for two more quarters and just quit. That's and right. I, I remember – I think the last Alabama team that could really do that was probably the 2015 team um, with Derrick Henry. I, I don't know if you remember that Iron Bowl, man. He got like – God, I mean, he had probably 40 carries that game. Yes. Yeah, it was insane. Uh, and then, obviously, the 2012 team, they did it to Notre Dame in the championship game. Um, just – I mean, just sit there, run the ball down your throat. Once the defense is tired, then you carve them up. And, and I think I think Booker's right, I, I think, with that mentality. Um, now, words are one thing. We want to see it happen on the field. But just the whole vibe around these players and, and the things that they're saying in these interviews, um, you know – hearing McKinstry talk about how diverse this defense is and how he hasn't experienced this in his time in Tuscaloosa. Um, when he's been playing alongside guys like Dallas Turner uh, and, and, and Will Anderson and, you know, uh, some, some pretty big names. Uh, but to hear him say that this, you know, this defense, the, the defense they're running is nasty. It's, it's fast. It's different. It's diverse. Uh, it's all business. Uh, there's a lot of attitude on the field right now. And Nick Saban even came out today, man, all smiles, and said he loves. And I've never heard him say this this early into a season. He loves the team's attitude right now. He loves what they're saying. He loves what they're seeing or what he's seeing. That's, man, that is promising to me and very, very telling. And I think that's a big – a lot of this talk is a big reason Bama got put at three in the coaches' poll. Right. You know, and and just, just after the – the press conference after the first practice, he, the look he gave and the smile he gave was one that just kind of said, uh, you know, sit back and watch this. Yeah, man. I, and I think you're right. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that's the mentality. I think, I, man, I, he is, he's, he's done nothing but talk up Reese and not in your typical coach speak way. He's no. been singing the praises of Kevin Steele and Tommy Reese, uh, which isn't necessarily like saving to do. Uh, you know, you may get a, uh, he does a good job for us, you know, out of him. Uh, but he, he's really been on top of these coordinators and, and promoting them and how well they're doing and talking them up. Uh, I think some of that is to put, you know, boosters and the university and fans at ease. But some of it is because I, I think he's he's really, really impressed oh, yeah. uh, with what, especially with Tommy Reese. He's, he's talked a lot about that, how impressed he is with Reese. Well, um, man, I don't know, dude. I've, I've kind of got that fire in my belly. Those palms, man. I, we, I get that, and I'm, but I know, I know, three weeks into the season, you're going to be calling for Nick Saban's head. Just before. it's not going to take three weeks. It'll be the Texas game. Okay, it'll be te- it'll be week two. I promise. Hey, I'll, yeah, I'll live tweet it. So again, make sure you're following us on Twitter. Uh, it's way off sides cotton and way off sides Chris. Uh, yeah, because I'll be live tweeting during games this year. Um, now, I won't be live tweeting the first game of the season. Let me just put that out there. We'll be uh, traveling, but I'll, I'll definitely be watching. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm really excited about the potential. And that's why I said what I said earlier, that if this quarterback situation works itself out, uh, which I think it will, but I don't I feel, I feel like – I feel like the quarterback situation has already worked itself out. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just chatter that I read and, and what I hear. I have someone I work with. They, they, when I say close to the program, when I say close to the program, they, they, they hobnob with some boosters. Yes, boosting them, and I'm, I'm sticking by what I said. I, I think Ty Simpson's the guy. I, I'm going to lean towards Tyler Buckner. Um, part of it is just to be different. Um, but I, I, I've heard a lot of the same rumblings that you have. Um, he's come out of, of these last couple of practices uh, sharp, sharp as ever. Yeah. Uh, strong. He's, it makes very good decisions. Got a strong – he's accurate. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I mean, that's kind of what we need at, at the quarterback position. And don't get me wrong, I, I've said this before on the show, I appreciate everything that Tua and Bryce Young did at Alabama, but it is a crime that neither one of them won a championship as a starter 
at the University of Alabama. And, and a lot of that is because of their style of play. Um, it, it just, you, you know, Alabama needs a pure pocket passer to win championships. Okay. Uh, that, that's, that's just it. They tried it with Jalen Hurts, uh, and, and it didn't work. You had to bring Tua in to beat Georgia that year. And let's be honest, that wasn't that – I mean, it was a good Georgia team, but they weren't great. Um, and, and you know, you had to bring in your freshman phenom to come in and, and, and Devontae Smith uh, to come in and, and um, beat them the way you did there in very dramatic fashion. Uh, but outside of that, man, uh, you know, I, I, Alabama needs an A.J. McCarron, a Jake Coker, that's right. a guy that's going to sit in the pocket, make smart decisions, analyze the field, um, a field general. Yeah. That, that's and, uh, that. That's uh, what we've been missing. I, yeah, uh, I agree. That's, that's what we've been missing since Jake Coker was the last one to do it. Yeah, I. Um, I, I guess even since guys like Jake Coker. say that. Now, I would take a Mac Jones any day of the week over any quarterback we've had that started. Oh, Mac Jones is is the best quarterback to ever play at the University of Alabama. Matt Jones, hands down, not close. He's our Joe Burrow. Uh, yeah, best yeah. best quarterback to ever play at the University of Alabama. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to me, Ty Simpson really fits that mold that we're talking about. Um, Jalen Milrow is very, very athletic. Uh, and he, not to mention he's built like the broadside of a barn. The guy's just just huge. Have you Have you seen Ty Simpson run? No, I have not. I mean, I, I've seen some film and things like that, and I watched a day game, but um, I, sometimes that stuff doesn't translate. So. He's, oh, I'm sorry. I, I could be totally wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure he's going to be our guy. No, I, and I could, I could see that, and I think it'll work itself out after the first game. Um, uh, actually, I think maybe by the second game, uh, if Milrow goes, you know, up against Texas, especially at home and struggles, and Simpson comes out there and beats the number twelve team in the country, um, Alabama will will have the best win in the in the in the nation at that point in time, and the pressure will be be too much. Simpson will have to be your starter oh, yeah. uh, at that point, and so um, yeah. All right, man. Um, well, let's 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 let me let's touch on one thing. I know. A lot of people's forgotten the name, but Henry Ruggs, he 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 was sentenced today three to ten years for his involvement in the uh, in the the accident in Las Vegas. So I actually read earlier today that Devontae Smith skipped practice today. Really? Uh, yeah, he was he was with Henry during the uh, sentencing. Uh, you know, just kind of there for support. And uh, yeah, let me preface anything that's going to be said is uh we're all flawed people we're, we all make stupid decisions we're all boneheads um but i don't feel bad for henry ruggs um no. you know he made a very poor decision um it's not like he was he was drinking and and speeding i mean the guy was drinking and going insanely fast and he and he took someone's life because of his own negligence that's right um and as chris was saying you know he, he get, his sentence was was passed down today um what did he get chris three to ten years three to ten years like i said i'm not sure if they they recommend three to ten and the judge sentences a solid sentence later but i'm not sure how the system works there in vegas so uh, me neither uh i do know that that um nevada um is is pretty pretty harsh on uh drunk driving uh manslaughter cases in terms of sentencing so um he could get the 10 years uh which is much less than um what the recommendation or somebody with a typical name would probably get um but let's be honest that you know the guy if he if he can behave himself for 18 to 24 months he's he's gonna find his way out Two years from now, we'll be talking about whoever picks him up and uh, as an uh, you know uh, as a free agent and signs him, and he'll be back in the NFL. That's right. I mean, I mean, look at Ray Lewis. That's true, and sadly, that young lady will still be dead. That's right. So I I, I have a problem with that. Um, I won't go into too much detail about it. Um, you know, I I just uh, I, 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 
man, I know, I know, you know, we're, 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 a, we're a Bama heavy podcast and I just, I wanted to bring that up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's definitely worth noting. I mean, he, he, you know, he was part of that all-star receiving group uh, for, you know, a couple of years at Alabama next to Judy and uh, Devonte Smith. And, uh, you know, uh, Henry Ruggs was a first round pick, uh, you know, and he made a dumb decision. Um, on that note, I, you know, I, I feel it necessary to say there is zero, zero reason why anybody should be driving intoxicated. There's, there's just not call somebody, call an Uber, uh, man, walk, <laughs> uh, don't do it. Just don't do it. Uh, too often than not, man, you end up hurting somebody else and not yourself. And, uh, it's just not worth it, man. It's, it's really not. Um, and because of his status as a, as a national football league player or you know, previous national football league player, you know, he, he's probably going to get a, a lighter sentence than the, your typical average Joe, uh, which I hate. Uh, I, I do hate that because the consequences of his actions are still the same as if I get in my car and, uh, you know, drive drunk and hurt somebody. And so that's, that's a tough pill for me to swallow personally. Um, well, but I wish them, I wish the young man nothing, but, but luck. I, I hope that, uh, he finds peace with, I'm sure he's tore up about what happened. Yeah. The, uh, the only thing the, you know, and, and from, Interviews and reports uh, I, I read after the accident happened, he he was he was in pretty emotionally he was in bad shape at the scene. Sure, I'm sure he was. Uh, I mean, uh, what twenty one? He he's got to make he's got to make the right decisions going forward, and you know he makes the right decisions and proves that you know I can I can be a decent human being, which I, I'm sure he is a decent human being, but he made a very he made a very, very immature and bad decision. Yeah, yeah, with lasting consequences. That's uh, tough. It's tough, man. Um, but anyhow, know. yeah, moving forward. So, uh, well, we'll see how that plays out. Um, Chris, I don't know about you, man, but I feel like that's. I kind of feel like that's a good. End it. Yeah. Um, let me let me let me run some things by. You. I wanted to ask you some questions. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm always rapid fire type situation here. Rapid fire, and I want your answers. Um, I want to I want to talk about the Saban era players. Who you okay. Think, who you think the best at these positions are? Okay. All right. I'll do my best. You ready? Okay. Outside linebacker. Who? Was Courtney Upshaw an outside linebacker? Yes, he was. Courtney Upshaw. That is my pick. Courtney Upshaw. Okay, I like it. Inside linebacker. Hmm. That's a tougher one. Well, my, my pick is Rolando McLean. That is who I was going. That's who I was thinking. It, 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 it was it was between him, Dante Hightower, and CJ Mosley. Yeah, Dante Hightower was the other guy that I was thinking. Uh Mosley's up there, man. Um, but <laughs> I tell you what, I, I'm just gonna put this caveat out there. You guys keep an eye on this man, Devont uh Deontay Lawson this year. Just just watch him. Yep. There's some big stock talk coming about him out of camp. Uh, he's going to be your your inside linebacker this year. Uh, he's going to be that field captain. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, that's fine. All right. Wide receiver. You got to go Devontae Smith, man. That's what I got. Devontae Smith and, and Julio Jones right by. I'm going to say Devontae Smith and Amari Cooper is my top two, but Devontae Smith is the best in the saving era. Hands down. And, and there's a lot of guys. I think if Waddle would have never gotten hurt, we we may be saying his now. I mean, but, I think about these names. You got you got Devontae Smith, Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, uh Jaylen. Ridley. Yeah. Uh, you you get you gotta mention Henry Ruggs in there. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you gotta throw Ruggs in there. You, you got Jerry Judy, Jameson Williams, or Davis Stewart. I mean DJ Hall, man. Yeah, I mean you you got all these names and it's 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 wild, but I, I had to say Devontae myself. Yeah, yeah. Right, here's the but, but the one. kid that just committed, uh, the kid that just committed to Auburn, the five star Perry Thompson. Uh, um, oh no, 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 not Perry Thompson. Uh, Perry Thompson's a Bama commit, uh, but he said that he was going to Auburn because they uh, can produce NFL wide receiver. Talent. We we touched on that last week. You missed it. Yeah, did you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
how, how about what do you think? What what about tight ends? That's tougher. Um, I, I want to lean OJ Howard. Man, OJ Howard is he he's my pick. I think I'm going to go with OJ Howard. Um, but you know, one, you you know I love Michael Williams, but another that's about, thing, yeah, that's that would be my second. You know, you you never hear anybody say anymore is Miller Forrestal. I forgot who he was. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I get it. I get it, man. <laughs> you knew I'd forgotten who he was. <laughs> hey, how, how about this? Who best defensive lineman of the Saban era? Oh, the best one ever? Yep, of the Saban era. I got to go with Jonathan Allen. Man. Jonathan Allen was my pick. Yeah, I got to go with Jonathan Allen. I, I man, remember when he Superman tackled Trevor Knight? Oh yeah, that A and M. I can't. Yeah, Jonathan Allen, hands down. Yeah, that, no, there was a, there's a, been a lot of good ones, but he's he's in that. He really, okay. Um. All right. Running back. You gotta go. You gotta go, Derrick Henry. Derrick. I think it's close. Say Derrick Henry and Mark Ingram. Uh, yeah, Mark. I, I tell you what, I mean, in terms of college, I may lean Trent Richardson as number two, but uh, in terms of hardware, yeah, definitely Mark Ingram. Okay, but Derek Henry is my number one. Yes. All right. The best center of the Nick Saban era. Uh, Barrett Jones. I got you. Barrett Jones all day long. Barrett Jones. Barrett Jones was a leader. No, I agree. I agree. I'll never forget him uh, getting into the fight with uh, AJ. Yeah, uh, that that was a good one, man. That, that's it was. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, what about punt returner? Uh, Javier Arenas. Got you. I got Javier and then Jalen Waddle right behind him. Bingo, bingo. That's exactly. I guys, I promise that Chris and I did not sit down and talk about this beforehand. He's uh, he is literally giving these to me. You'll figure it out when I get to offensive line because I can't ever remember who played at what position on the offensive line. How, how about this one? I, we just said punt returner, but how about kick returner? Mm. I don't. I'm not really sure, man. Um, I, I, mine is a toss-up between Javier Arenas and Kenyon Drake. Now, is it Kenyon Drake just because of the uh, kick return against Clemson, or are we talking career? Because if it's career, it's, it's still Javier Arena. I, I, I'm talking career, but I, I still think – I mean, Javi would be a number one in Kenyon Drake. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree I agree with those picks. I, but, I, I like but, Javier. You know, people forget about Marquise Mays. They do. I remember him pulling up with the hammy against uh, LSU. That's right. The championship game. Uh, they also forget about Christian Jones. What about – Let's see. Um, let's see. Where am I at? What a dang it! I lost my I lost my spot, Michael. Uh, let's let's jump over to uh back over to defense. You got a couple of positions over there we can still. Well, have. I'm looking at this. Huh? Okay. Let's see. Um, that's what I'm. That's what I'm looking at. Um, and and I was so ill prepared for tonight. Um, that's all right. We, you know what. A, what? We, what about what power. about what about safety? Oh, uh, the best safety. Yes, uh, Jordan Battle's up there. Um, I, I would probably. He's not really a true safety, but I, I could make an argument for Minka. Uh, I, I'll pick Minka. Okay, uh, and that that's that, yeah, that's fair. Um, ha ha, Clinton Dix was pretty good. He was good. I mean, and you gotta. Mark Barron was good. Eddie Jackson was good. I forgot about Mark Barron. Mark Barron was really, we, really we, good. For, we forget about Landon Collins. Uh, Landon Collins was all right. He was better. Uh, I mean, you know, he's a run stop guy, but and, you know, you know, one I, I wish would have really just, just would have been a great, great one. But I, I love Vinny Sincere. Vinny Sincere. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. I knew it. I'll, I'll never forget that awkward pick six. I think it was against Texas A&M he had where he kind of like dove in the end zone off funny and weird. And But anyway, yeah, yeah I digress. All right. How, how about how about cornerback? Oh, Patrick Sertan. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? I, man, I, he, 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 man, I, I, I went with Javier. Really? Yeah. Huh. 
I, I can think of some names that were probably a little bit better than him uh, at cornerback. Uh, Javier was up there. Um, and we're talking strictly under Nick Saban, right? Yeah. Okay, because I was about to throw Antonio Langham out there. <laughs> I can't, you can't you can't disrespect him, man. Uh, um, Savion Smith was pretty good, wasn't he? He was. I, I think Savion was pretty good. Wasn't Savion the one that surprised us all when he went in first round? We he was, was. Yes. No, no, no. That was that was Marlon Humphrey. Well, did Marlon shocked. Humphrey go first? Yeah, round? Marlon Humphrey went went the first round, and I was just completely shocked. Um, yeah, I think I'll stick with uh, Patrick Sutan and somebody else. Um, he he played a little bit of hybrid, but he played some cornerback at one point in time. Tony Brown was pretty good. Yeah, Tony Brown. Well, what is Tony Brown doing now? Uh, probably selling cars. Selling cars. Running cars. <laughs> probably, probably selling cars. You know. Okay. How about this one? You 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 mentioned it, and how about? The best offensive lineman, not 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 counting center, but the best interior lineman. Oh, under Nick Saban. That's tough, man. Uh, Andre Smith. He's not even up there with me. Really? Who do you have? Who's on yours? Chance Warmack. Chance would probably be number two or number three for me. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I think him and him and Andre Smith could be interchangeable. Yeah, they could be. Um, I actually, I actually misunderstood the assignment earlier and made a list of like my all um, all time SEC players at those positions. And let me see who I have. Uh, I actually have Andre Smith, Barrett Jones, and Chance Warmack on my offensive line, as well as Michael Orr and the Pouncy Twins from Florida. I forget about the Pouncy Twins. Yeah, they were they were beasts, man. But they were on that really weird team that had you know all the weird stuff going on. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I like that man. Um, yeah, and how about this one? Best place kicker. Ah, oh, Will Riker. That's it. Will. Uh, Will too real, baby. You can't. Hey, no. You remember when Cade Foster was supposed to be the end all? Yeah, man. Yeah, we 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 put all our chips in that hat. We didn't know there was a Will Riker out there though. No, we. Didn't. I, I remember when I thought old Tiffin, uh, Tiffin's boy, was going to be it. Was going to be the answer. Yeah, man. And that, you know. Yeah. Oh. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of place kickers that we've forgotten about. Papanostis. That's what I was about to say that. Papanostis, man. Yep. Golly, there are a lot. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm happy Will came back another year, man. I'm I, 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 I forget about Jeremy Shelley. I I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought of that name in a million years. But and then uh you already know my quarterback answer. I'm, I'm not even going to ask quarterback because we've already talked about who the best quarterback is under Saban. Well, who is your best quarterback under Saban? I think you agree with me, or maybe you don't. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. I love it, man. I agree. 100%. Well, look, we're getting we're getting close to time to wrap up, and I'm going to bring this one, one comment up about Kevin Steele. I don't know if you saw it, what Malachi Moore said on Kevin Steele's punishments for penalties in practice. So I saw something about that right before we started. And I man, the – this is what Malachi Moore said. He said, the first penalty that you get, you get 10 up and downs by yourself after practice. Nope. Yeah, they're trying to fix that. Oh, hold on. Wait. After that, if you get one or more penalty, it's 10 up and downs every penalty that the whole position group gets. Oh, so they got to hold, hold each other accountable. That's right. You ever seen Full Metal Jacket? Where, uh, he finds the, the, the great donut the grape jelly donut and he makes the whole platoon hey, let me let me push. come and tell you if i would have been in the army i definitely would have been the guy having the jelly donut that's okay man and i would have done push-ups for you every time you got in trouble i love you that much uh, you wouldn't have loved me because i, I would not i would not have beat you with a pillowcase full of soap how about that you know i don't believe that <laughs> you need to change your twitter handle to way off sides pile Gomer Powell. <laughs> no, not Gomer. It's not Gomer, but you know what I mean. Anyway. Private Pile. There the private pile. Let uh, me see your war face. Uh <laughs> anyway. Um, so I think that's gonna wrap it up, man. Um, some really good stuff, some exciting things. Uh, we're gonna keep talking about all this talk coming out of the uh camps and stuff as we get closer to the season. Um, we will live tweet 
uh, just about every game of the season, uh, and not just Alabama games. We're going to talk crap about everybody. So uh, you definitely want to follow us on Twitter if you're not following us anywhere, um, or if you're only going to follow us in one place, which I definitely don't recommend doing that. Follow us everywhere. Find us on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, that's way off sides, four A's. Uh, Chris, tell them about where they can find our streaming platforms. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and Audible. Right. I've had so much trouble. I'm trying to get us on iHeart and Google Podcasts, but they are giving me fits. We're going to get there. We're going to get there, folks. So if anybody out there works for iHeartRadio or Google, uh, private message us and help us, please. We need help. We also need AdSense, and, you know, that goes through Google. So, um, you know, we want to monetize. We're poor. We need the money. So help us out. Uh, yeah. uh, so, uh, that's it, man. That's all I've got for tonight, Chris. I think I'm going to... Uh, Go inside, hop a shower, hop in the shower, and get to work, man, or get to bed and then get to work. That's it. Um, yeah. Do, uh, before we go, uh, once the season starts, we will be dropping an episode, a regular episode on Fridays, and we will be dropping an episode on Mondays. Yeah, I, I, and I think Chris and I have talked about this uh, a little bit. Um, We'll, we'll be doing some live podcasting, I think, on Twitter at some point during the season where you guys can actually join in and uh, talk to us. Um, you know, we'll even let some people join in via video and uh, they can be on the uh, live stream with us. Um, we may we may uh, figure out a way to boost that over to YouTube and a couple of other things. So uh, be on the lookout for some exciting things happening. Uh, guys, we're almost there, man. It's 115 degrees here in Florida, but football's on the way nonetheless. And so, uh, until then, uh, roll tide, read your Bibles. God bless. And, uh, we'll see you soon. Roll tide.